Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's become clear that our technocratic ruling class has a plan for your life. They believe that they can dictate the terms of each and every single person's life on the entire planet to dictate the terms that we live our lives to the finest detail. They're no longer even hiding it. Everything is now out in the open for anyone to see who was willing to see. So let's all open our eyes and ears and use our God-given reason to see what is really truly going on, because if you simply look at the facts, you'll see what is going on. This will be a shorter video than to do this topic justice, so I'll probably have to keep revisiting this in the future. Let's begin with the aptly named H.R. Quadruple Six. This bill was submitted to the House of Representatives on May 1st, 2020, with 31 co-sponsors, which at the time of the production of this video, all of them were members of the party of Moloch, which is the party in power in the House of Representatives in the United States. The bill's purpose is to, quote, authorize the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for the affliction and related activities, such as mobile tracking, through mobile health units, and as necessary, at individuals' residences and for other purposes. And mostly, quote. If you're new here, you'll see that I had to clean up some of the language, but you get the idea. If passed, the law would be called the TRACE Act, which is an acronym for Affliction Testing, Reaching, and Contacting Everyone. I want to emphasize trace, or more honestly, tracking, because it authorizes the state to track your every movement. <laughs> Gotta wonder about the constitutionality of that. Part of the purpose of the Trace Act is pride for, quote, mobile health units, and to, as necessary, testing individuals and providing individuals with services related to testing and quarantine at their residence, end quote. At their residences. Now, the bill says that nothing in the bill will supersede federal privacy requirements, but under the auspices of a state of emergency and the imposition of the Patriot Act provisions and others already enacted laws for this surveillance state we all live under, those privacy requirements can be waived on a dime due to a perceived state of national emergency in the United States, with relief from the courts coming months, if not years, after the infraction, if at all given the state of the courts in the U.S. and their use as a lawmaking body, with little to no oversight. I've put a link to the House bill for you to see on the sources blog at returntotradition.org. All of my sources are listed in the show notes, so please don't email me asking for my sources because they're listed in the description through that website. Just look for the show notes that have the same name as this podcast episode, so go have a look. A link is in the description. You may have to copy and paste it into your browser. Be that as it may, we're getting into some weird territory here again because we're going to delve into some shadowy material. Fair warning, we're talking about people who believe that the state can take care of every problem in the lives of people, who have an innate hatred of organized religion, but in particular for the Catholic faith, and who will defend their perceived right to end the lives of the most defenseless members of our society, and will go to great lengths to defend this right. Some of these people have been accused of being involved in, frankly, demonic activity, so bear with me here. Why the need for such a bill? 
aside from the fact that it has the weird quadruple six as its house bill number. How long have we been told now that society will be shut down into the summer? And just in time for the American election in the fall, a second round is probably coming. All that will require shutting society down for possibility of 18 months, at least until an inoculation is available, and one that we'll all need to take and be able to prove that we have the travel papers for, or worse, an implantable chip. See my earlier video, Will You Take the Chip, for that. We have an update on the chip. Apparently, the implantable chip that we've been assured will be temporary and only last for a few years before the human body breaks it down naturally has a critical active ingredient. Brace yourself for the name of this molecule. It's called luciferase. I'm not kidding about that. Now, I normally wouldn't use a Wikipedia definition, but this one's a pretty good starting point. Here's what the official definition of the molecule is. Quote, Luciferase is a generic term for the class of oxidative enzymes that produce bioluminescence and is usually distinguished from a photoprotein. The name was first used by Raphael Dubois, who invented the words luciferin and luciferase for the substrate and enzyme, respectively. End quote. So, it's an enzyme that produces light at the most basic level, for the purposes of what we're talking about here. That's why its name is named after the Lightbringer. If you'll recall, the tech billionaire and philanthropist who has a history of promoting inoculations around the world to the poorest, most vulnerable people, often tainted with chemicals that sterilize the people given these inoculations, has been promoting something called a quantum dot tattoo, a sort of tattooed microchip. Luciferase is the enzyme that will make this thing work. So let's be clear. A tattoo chip that requires an ingredient named after the fallen angel, named after the light bringer enemy, is required to make this thing work. You cannot make this stuff up. Remember, the Billionaire Tech CEO's foundation has been promoting an implantable form of ID for every human being on the planet for quite some time through his Identification 2020 initiative. Here's what its proponents call it, who say that any of us who speak up about this issue are promoters of alternative hypotheses of secretive plans involving tinfoil fedoras. Quoting from the New Humanitarian, quote, In a matter of weeks, Identification 2020 which advocates for digital ID for the billion undocumented people worldwide and underserved groups like refugees, has gone from niche international policy operator to the subject of thousands of hostile media postings to having to call in the FBI, end quote. Here's the problem. That piece was published on April 15th, right around the last time that, or the time my last video on the subject was made. Since that time, I would fully expect the social media platforms to have now used the proper name for that initiative as a flag term, so greater caution is now needed. Anyway, the article tries to debunk the claims made in numerous postings, like the earlier one I made, but here's the problem. The billionaire tech CEO and philanthropist foundation is directly tied to the project to make implantable quantum dot re chip record keeping of inoculations. Now here's how that, pro that program would work. Quoting from the Scientific American in December of 2019, oddly enough, mere weeks before the proper name for the affliction would become a household word that would destroy the lives of countless people by our either dumb or truly wicked ruling class, quote, Keeping track of inoculations remains a major challenge in the developing world, and even in many developed countries, paperwork gets lost, and parents forget whether their child is up to date. Now, a group of Massachusetts Institute of Technology researchers has developed a novel way to address this problem, embedding the record directly into the skin. Along with the medicine, a child would be injected with a bit of dye that is invisible to the naked eye, but easily seen with a special cell phone filter, combined with an app that shines near-infrared light onto the skin. 
The dye would be expected to last up to five years, according to the tests on pig and rat skin and human skin in a dish. The system, which has not yet been tested in children, would provide quick and easy access to inoculation history, avoid the risk of clerical errors, and add little to the cost or risk of the procedure, according to the study published Wednesday in Science, Science Translational, Translational Medicine, end quote. Such a weird word. This is the picture that the Scientific American uses to illustrate what it is that they're doing. And folks, do I really need to say that it, if it works on children, it works on adults? The dye that makes this thing work is luciferase, an enzyme developed over 100 years ago by scientists who decided to name the thing after the Lightbringer. And it's apparently named because, to bring us back to the issue of our ruling class and the laws they are trying to pass, we have this fun story. Job listings are starting to appear around the United States, and presumably elsewhere, for jobs in the field of social work and social services, to care for children whose, members, whose family members have come up positive for the affliction. The plan is quite simple. The posting lists at least one location as a camp, and the idea is to take children from their parents into a camp while the parent recovers. How many people will apply for this job? Keeping in mind now that there have been 50 million applications for temporary and long-term unemployment benefits in the United States, you have to ask yourself how many people would take the job. Quite a few is my guess, and I have good reason to suspect as much. In times of desperation, people will go to great lengths to provide for themselves and for their families. So remember HR quadruple six. Part of the plan is to trick, track people in their homes, to include funding for professionals to watch people in their homes. Combine this with the job listings you see here, and you get a pretty ominous picture. But it gets better. Louis Veraccio over at AKA Catholic has done some good work on this. I'm going to quote his article for you. According to his source that he's citing in the technocracy, a contact tracker is part of, quote, an army of people hired, trained, and compensated by the government to identify people who have the affliction, at which point the authorities will isolate every one of them, i.e. forced quarantine. That's just the beginning. Levin, his public source, goes on, We will find every one of their contacts and we will make sure that they get quarantined. But what if the living conditions for the targeted persons are not conducive, in the state's estimation, to quarantine in the home, i.e. no extra private bathrooms, small quarters for multiple people, etc. We'll be moving people like this into other kinds of housing that we have available, Levin said. End quote. Like, say, the camps listed in that job listing. That's all despite that in virtually all parts of the U.S., the curve we've been told to watch has not only been flattened, it's been cratered. But we've told that another round is coming, just in time for the fall and the big thing happening in November. Which brings us to the event linked to the billionaire's tech CEO and philanthropist that he named 201st. Again, we need to be cautious when talking about this stuff, but here's the basics. October of last year, various infamous Alphabet Soup health and medical organizations, along with the Billionaire's Foundation, played out a tabletop exercise describing a multi-wave affliction that would encircle the globe for years. They assume an inoculation will come, which is no guarantee, given the historic track record of these things. Their solutions involve essentially turning civilization into a prison camp, allowing state authorities to use blatantly unconstitutional, tyrannic power to control every aspect of the lives of normal people, all in the name of safety. Their plan for your life now includes the so-called new normal, a scenario where returning to the way we used to live is off the table. And I don't mean all the negative aspects of life. Most of you watching this would be perfectly fine with the abolition of medical Moloch worship, the destruction of the smut industry that destroys lives and keeps people in the grip of soul-destroying sin, and end to our hyper-materialistic way of life that engages in the idolatry of money and celebrities. Most people would be fine replacing that with something far saner, but that's not what we're talking about here. 
The new normal will include banning handshaking, installing sneeze shields at your workplace, classroom, and every aspect of life. All people will be treated like lepers, all for an affliction that the best science says is really not that bad. So what is the end game? The end game is control. How much control will we let them have over our lives? Will you let them dictate to you how you will live? How or even if you'll be able to worship? Imagine the state dictating the sacraments to the church and the bishops just going along with it. Oh wait, that's already happened. And if there is a second round, it's going to happen again. Imagine not being able to go to midnight mass on Christmas. That might be coming. None of this, by the way, includes the electoral consequences and the changes they want to impose, including voting changes that have enabled the party of Moloch to remain in power for decades, virtually uncontested anywhere they've managed to institute them. That is coming as well, unless something changes. Sorry to end the week on a heavy topic. For my regular subscribers, at least two of my weekend videos will be lighter and more edifying than this dark subject. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, and please pray for the church, which should be standing against this madness. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.